Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Air Force Lifecycle Management Center Leadership Log Podcast. As we mentioned in an earlier episode, based on inputs from the AFMC Redeemed Initiative, the Air Force Material Command made some significant changes to the Department of Defense Civilian Acquisition Workforce Personnel Demonstration Project, otherwise known as ACDEMO. One of the changes AFMC made to ACDEMO was removing the tiers. In this episode, John Sly, who is the Deputy Program Executive Officer for Air Force Lifecycle Management Center's Presidential and Executive Airlift Directorate, walks us through the evolution of ACDEMO and introduces us to the career path models that are replacing tiers. Let's hear from Mr. Sly. So good morning, uh, Mr. Sly, and thanks for joining us today. This is the first in a series of podcasts that we're going to be doing for the uh, AFLCMC community to help everybody better understand the decision to eliminate tiers under ACTDEMO and to move forward with more of a career path guide. So uh, if you could, sir, just start a little bit with your career background and kind of how you got involved in this process. Certainly, Daryl. First of all, What I'd like to say to everyone watching this is thanks for their service. So one of the things, um, certainly from a civilian perspective, civilian career field, um, our military get all the respect and they deserve all the respect. Sometimes the civilian workforce doesn't realize how much they should also get that same thanks. Um, They have chosen a public service environment. Um, That is is nothing um, to shake your head at. Um, There are a lot of opportunities um, in the private sector, and so anyone that chooses public service, in my mind, has a greater calling, and I want to thank everyone for doing that. Um, So to your question, uh, I started in 1987, um, fresh out of Penn State, uh, and I was an engineer as I started. So when I started in the system, uh, we were under the GS, the general schedule system, came in as a trainee. Uh, did not, not understand um, the civil service environment and certainly the, the acquisition process and the different opportunities career-wise uh, within LCMC at the time. Um, and so over my 32 years, uh, most of it was in the engineering career field. Uh, and I'll tell you, when I started, I really didn't understand what my career opportunities were. Um, and even when I was early in my career, uh, I saw people at the, what we now call director of engineering level or tech director and thought maybe I want to be that someday. Um, that's kind of how my career path started. Um, I did not understand all the different uh, steps along the way, the different positions that would, that would put me in a position for that opportunity. I learned that um, as I went. But it was certainly in that longevity-based GS system where what I did know was each position was a GS X level. And if I was, say, a GS 12 and I wanted to be a GS 13, I knew that was a promotion. Um, But again, I knew once I was a 13, from a longevity perspective, as a 13, I would periodically get a step increase. Um, But my opportunity to grow was more focused on, okay, what's the next position? Um, and does it make sense? Um, so it was kind of a charting a path uh, along the way with some guidance from key people. Um, mm-hmm. And then um, after that engineering stint, um, I decided um, to uh, see if I could 
be an effective program manager. And so that's my current position. I'm deputy PEO for presidential and executive airlines. Um, so that's kind of my career in a nutshell, mostly through the GS system. All right, great. And so I think the question on the career guides, and you kind of spoke to a little bit how that would have been beneficial for you earlier in your career. Talk to us now about why do we need to implement career guides now under the ACT demo system? Certainly. Um, so let me start by saying, uh, had the opportunity to be one of the members of a team that was chartered by AFMC. What we came as a team was the foundation of any effort really is career path. And it's not just an ACT demo perspective, it's really any you know, it's the GS, primarily GS, DP map, or at demo now. Um, but what we found was in order to be able to articulate um, importance of positions, contribution levels, those kinds of things, that it really started with a basic career path. And if you, uh, if you notice uh, the generic career path model um, that's been developed, you'll see that it really starts at the intern trainee phase because that's where many of us started. I started as a trainee. Um, but then as you work into your uh, journeyman level and then into higher levels of responsibility, team lead, section lead, or section activity, branch, division, and directorate, um, that expands the roles or responsibilities, but it also um, provides an opportunity to give career path guidance um, to all of us, um, along with things like succession planning, um, training opportunities. It's really a whole person aspect where it's not just about ACT Demo, really as you chart your career, um, understanding your opportunities, regardless of your functional area of expertise, understanding those opportunities in a career path, understanding what expectations are there from an experience, a training, a contribution complexity aspect is key. So we really hovered and focused on the baseline being a career path model that each functional would be developing. So you'll see more of that um, in the future um, as the functionals lay out their specific models to help each functional um, member understand within whatever your functional area of expertise is really what those what that entails as you continue your journey in your career. Um, again, um, the GS system um, that I started in had been around um, since the 1950s um, and it was a longevity based system. And so when we implemented ACT Demo in that 2016 timeframe, it was a brand new process for us within AFNC at least. And it was really focused on contributions. Um, and at the time, uh, we started uh, the tiers, right? And the tiers were, I'll say, a simplistic way of articulating um, that position difficulty and scope. Um, you know, one could argue when you looked at it, it looked kind of like um, there was a tier degradation in NH3 relative to GS12 and 13. And then in the NH4 band, it was kind of a degradation between GS14 and 15. Um, but they were basic tiers to, I'll say, holistically show um, differences, broad differences in scope and complexity, which is really what a contribution-based system 
is focused on. It's, it's focusing on complexity and contribution that physicians bring to our activity and then how we execute those from a personal contribution score perspective. Uh, and so the real catalyst um, that moved us to these career paths, these career guides, uh, came out of um, all of us being part of the AFMC We Need survey um, last year, in fact. And so it was an understanding that um, we had grown in our understanding of the academic process. Uh, we had several cycles and it was understood as part of that and the feedback from AFMC We Need that it was time um, to do a better job of of uh, addressing um, career paths and aligning responsibilities with the mission contribution and what the positions brought to that mission contribution. So sir, how are the career guides then different from the tiers? How did they differ? Uh, so again, Partially my opinion, tiers, tiers were set up as a broad category initially until we built enough data behind our implementation of ACDEMA. Um, and so again, as part of this AFMC uh, team to look at what we do with changing tiers or, or eliminating tiers, we realized um, that going to a career path uh, a model, a career path model, better identified progression. And if we did it by functional, then it would allow employees to clearly understand how they can advance their careers. So again, back to my personal experience, you know, whether I was motivated or not, I didn't fully appreciate the steps I needed to take if I had a, an aspiration, right, a career aspiration. The model itself now will allow every individual, regardless of functional, um, to better understand um, expectations um, in, career, in job progression or career progression. Um, it'll stimulate, I think, professional development because it'll educate everyone better on exactly uh, what they would need to do based on their, again, based on aspiration. Not everyone would ex would aspire to or expected to aspire to you know a deputy PEO or you know a chief engineer or a, D a director of engineering a chief financial officer not everyone is expected to have that aspiration and there's nothing wrong with that but the career path models would allow each individual based on their desires to better understand where the opportunities exist within their career field their functional career field and then with that, allow them to understand um, as they progress through their career, understanding that taking on those positions of greater responsibility would inherently bring with it an opportunity for higher contribution and performance potential. And with that, then uh, increase your salary as well as you progress along in terms of responsibility. Correct. Correct, because as you um, as you look at that generic career path model, mm -hmm. what you would see is, and the way it's laid out, um, coming in as an intern is really in that GSDP map um, area, intern or trainee. 
But as you progress through journeyman and up through the various levels of the organization, then you move into act demo. But with that ascension in your career and that career path comes more responsibility, greater responsibility, which fundamentally means a greater contribution opportunity, which then ultimately leads into salary or the contribution score, which is how we're assessed in act demo. So as you take on, as an individual takes on positions of higher responsibility, then that would inherently provide them an opportunity for additional contribution and that inherently could become additional salary. And there's also still always the opportunity for a bonus as well, is that correct? Oh, yes, sir. Yeah, that, uh, that contribution award um, is a fundamental part of ACT Demo. Uh, as it is in DP map or the old GS system where we had mm -hmm. opportunity for bonuses each year. Yeah, what I would offer is, um, again, as we talk, salaries tend to be um, based on the level of responsibility of a position, right, which, in, which then turns into a contribution expectation um, to the mission. And that really, that contribution expectation, the position responsibility is really where it focuses in on the salary. The bonus comes down to the activity the individual executed during any given year. Um, things like working in a source selection or taking a program to a milestone decision are hugely important kinds of activities. Um, and folks involved in that would typically see a bonus because that was a phenomenal effort in a given year, which mm -hmm. is not necessarily related to the level of the position and the contribution that would lead to the salary. So bonuses are inherent in this um, because we are all assessed each year on our contribution and whether that contribution um, is part of our basic core activity um, or if there additional uh, we brought to the table that could also lead to a bonus. All right. Well, sir, thank you very much. Uh, this has been very informative and I think it's really kind of established a baseline to help our employees better understand this change, this important change in the ACT-DEMO project. Um, so we appreciate your time today and thank you very much for joining us. Thanks, Daryl. What I'd leave everyone with is uh, be on the lookout for the functional uh, directors and their staff to provide those specific career path models for their specific area of expertise. The model that, uh, that I've shown today is intended to be generic. The functionals will be able to provide the level of detail that each member needs to really understand as they chart their uh, path in civil service and thanks for uh, all your help thank you sir thanks for joining us for another episode of the air force lifecycle management center leadership log podcast hopefully you have a better understanding of the changes tech demo and the new career path models 
If you haven't already done so, then please consider subscribing to this series, and don't forget to follow and like us on our website and social media platforms. You can also see a video version of this and all of our episodes on our YouTube channel. For more information on ECDEMO, and for all things AFLCMC related, please visit and bookmark our website at www.aflcmc.af.mil. If you have an idea for a future episode on a topic that would interest the AFLCMC family, shoot us an email at aflcmc.pa.mediateam at us.af.mil. Until next time, stay strong, stay safe, and keep providing what warfighters need when they need it.